0: Hello, hello! Welcome back to the Modern Bohemian. I just added a comfy chair to my recording space, so I am ah, feeling good. So last week, I kind of spun out. It was one of those weeks where everything felt like a struggle, everything felt overwhelming, and I was not able to put out an episode. Which I know is not a big deal, but I was really hard on myself about that at first because this podcast is something I am so into, I really love making these episodes and collaborating with people, posting on the Instagram, all of it. And don't worry, there's a lot more to come. But that feeling like I had failed at something was familiar to me. And I realized it was triggering my old singer-songwriter wound. Which, if you don't know me, I used to write songs and record and perform. I had a band for a little while and just so enjoyed all of that. But the way in which I was pursuing it internally was pretty unhealthy and reckless at times. And no one would have been able to tell that from the outside looking in, but I was just putting enormous pressure on myself to meet my writing goals, crank out recordings, perform as much as I could, get my name out there, get seen, hopefully get discovered. It was like the hamster wheel of striving never ended. And eventually, I burnt out completely. I had nothing left to give. And it was a huge identity and worth crisis for me for years. I didn't know who I was without that thing that people knew and loved me for, that title, that pursuit. And that was a real problem, to put my entire sense of self into something completely external. And I realized last week that I was starting to do that again with this podcast. It was kind of like another iteration, another test of that to see if I had really grown and done the inner work to conquer that beast this time around. So I actually revisited a blog post that I published last year called More Than Dreams. I got several messages about it at the time that it was really encouraging to other artists, other people who had gone through a similar journey. So I thought I'd share it again, I polished it off, updated it a little bit, and added it to the blog on the podcast website, the themodbohopodcast.com if you want to give it a read. It was super healing and timely for me to go back through and edit it and kind of reclaim my own identity again without any externals, which is actually so hard. I am a recovering codependent, as they say, a recovering people pleaser. And over the last couple of years, I have very intentionally been raising my self-worth, basically from the ground up, and learning to listen and value and trust my own voice, my own feelings, my intuition, my soul, and create a quiet, sacred space in my life where those things are allowed to be heard above everything and everyone else. I used to be so disconnected from myself. I was completely at the mercy of what other people thought of me, what other people approved of, what other people thought was cool. I just placed no value on myself at all, really. So it's definitely been a journey. I won't go into all of it now, but I heard Dax Shepard's interview of Jewel recently on his Armchair Expert podcast, which is so good. You should go listen to it after this. But she was saying that at a certain point in her music career, she decided that the main priority of her every day had to be her own self-care, her own wellness, her own mental and physical health, and everything else, all of the writing deadlines, recording sessions, the crazy media schedule, it all had to take a backseat. And I just thought, wow. I wake up most days with a to-do list in my head thinking of how much I can cram into a day and get done. What if instead I was thinking about all of the ways I could care for myself and treat myself in between the tasks that I have to do? How much more beautiful and life-giving would my days be, you know? So I have six self-care themes that I thought I would share with you today. And I'll be posting one each day this week on our Instagram, The Mod Boho Podcast, if you're not already following. I've also written a blog post called Six Ways to Self-Care with the information from today's episode in it as well, if you're someone who likes to read things and see things written out like I am. And I know that everyone's capacity for self-care is different, and that's okay. I just want to give you some ideas to inspire you, to make your wellness, your overall joy, your mental and physical health a priority every day. So number one is clearing. Clearing the space. Whenever I'm feeling squirrely, as I like to call it, or unfocused, ungrounded, I will take a look at the space around me. If it's cluttered, I will declutter it. I know that some people can thrive in messes. You go for it. I'm not one of those people. So it's important for me to physically clear the space and then add in some thoughtful details that will help me kind of center in and focus. I like to burn Palo Santo, it's those little sticks of wood that smell so good. Some people love sage and incense. These things help me to breathe and center and ground. I light a candle sometimes, add essential oil to my diffuser, turn on my humidifier if it's dry outside. Just curating a more intentional environment where my mind can relax and focus. Maybe you want to turn on some music, make some tea, put your phone away so it's not distracting. Whatever creates a more peaceful, zen space. Number two is connection. So this first starts with connecting to yourself. Checking in with your body. Are you sitting uncomfortably? Do you have to use the restroom? Are you hungry or thirsty? Do you need to stretch out some tension in your neck and shoulders? I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Ugh, straightening, getting in a comfortable position. Just check in and give yourself what you need. I love doing just simple breath work if I'm feeling tension or pain in my body. I will breathe in and then breathe out slowly. Envisioning that breath, going to those places in my body, and creating space, relieving, releasing, acknowledging that it matters, that I'm aware of it, and that I'm caring for it. And I do those breaths several times until I feel better. And of course, you know, larger amounts of pain and bigger chronic issues will require more than that, but that's just one small suggestion. Connection can also look like journaling, getting in touch with your emotions and your healing journey, processing the things that are happening in your life. Some people like to do a brain dump where they just write everything out that's on their mind. Some people like to talk things out in a voice memo and release it that way. Whatever works for you. And after you've gotten in touch with yourself, it's important to connect with the trusted people in your life. Your best friend, your partner, your neighbor, whoever. Let them in on what's going on so that they can support you and love you and be a partner in it for you. And by the way, if you open up to someone and they shame you and criticize you and make you feel small, they might not be a safe place for you in your most vulnerable moments. So maybe consider talking to someone else instead. Place a higher value on yourself than to be treated as less than you are. Connection can also look like talking to a counselor or a mentor, or even pursuing some type of self-development like the Enneagram, or if you're a fan of that, you'll love human design, which is so much more detailed and catered to the specific person. I'd love to do a session with you, as you know. My website is kristensigmund.com. Use the code MODBOHO for 15% off. I also had a super cool astrology session last week with Victoria from episode 5. It was amazing! So clarifying! And we have a discount code for her as well. It's BOHO for $25 off. Her website is victoriagreerstevens.com. I'm linking all of this on the website, so check it out there. But these kinds of sessions and self-development methods just give me so much insight and reinforcement. So whatever resonates with you and appeals to you, I 100% recommend. Number 3 is movement. And I love the term mindful movement because it's more than just killing yourself in an intense workout. It's actually possible for you to be disconnected mentally from your body while it's moving. And the key here is actually to be very connected and in tune. Whether that is through an intense workout, or if it's walking your dog, or doing yoga or Pilates, or even just stretching in the mornings. I love to start my day with some simple stretching, nothing crazy, while my tea is steeping or my breakfast is cooking. Just stretching out and staying present and thinking about what you're doing, imagining the energy moving through your body and out. Movement is an amazing way to change your mood, to change your attitude about something, to process emotional pain and trauma. It all needs to move. Maybe you've heard of the book, The Body Keeps the Score. It talks about how our bodies hold on to stress and trauma, which can build up over time, unless we move them out of our bodies physically. We need, need, need to move. If you're interested in an at-home workout option, I really love Melissa Wood. Her website is melissawoodhealth.com. It's only $10 a month, and I think she has a free trial too if you want to try it. She is certified in both yoga and Pilates and kind of does her own blend of both. It's been so convenient for me through COVID. I really love it. She creates these gentle, targeted workouts that just feel so good, and they're so effective. So... Give that a try if you're curious. Number four is getting outside. I know this can be hard depending on how cold it is right now in the northern hemisphere where in the middle of winter, or depending on, you know, the quarantine restrictions in your state or your country. I know we have listeners on every continent except Antarctica, which is crazy. So I know it may not be easy for everyone to get outside right now, but if you can take a walk here and there or sit outside while you eat lunch, or even just open a window and get some fresh air. I love to bring the outdoors in with some house plants, and I I keep a little stash of rocks and feathers and driftwood in my desk drawer. I know that's really hippy, but it helps me keep in touch with the natural elements too. Essential oils are also great for this since they are distilled from plants and flowers. I even like to take moon baths as I call them if you happen to have a bathtub near a window where the moonlight shines in. That's been really fun for me lately. If you think about it, human history up until recently has been mostly outdoors and very involved with nature and the natural world. I heard someone say once that when we lose touch with nature, we lose touch with our own humanity because we are also a part of nature and we're created to be intimately connected with it, not secluded from it in our houses, in our offices, in our cars, And all of that is okay, of course, but when we lose touch with our own humanity, we lose the value of ourselves and one another, and we start to hate and tear down and divide, which we're seeing just so much of right now in the United States. So get outside as you can, make it a priority, just sitting in the sun or feeling the grass on your feet or going for a hike in the woods is so deeply healing and comforting. When I lived in Los Angeles, I would escape for a little bit, about once a week, as much as I could, to this secluded beach that I knew, and I would just lay there and listen to the waves and just be. And I really needed those times to recalibrate and come back to center. Number five is cleaning. I know this isn't usually thought of as a self-care practice, but it's been on my mind lately for me that cleaning involves valuing myself enough to commit to living in a fresh, clean environment. I am admittedly much better at the first step we talked about, the clearing and the decluttering, and I tend to put off that deep cleaning. But when I make it a priority and try to do that at least once a week, I feel so much better. I feel valued and in my worth, not to mention overall healthier, when I'm living in a clean, disinfected space. And I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite non-toxic cleaning products on the Instagram this week, so be on the lookout for that. And of course, if you're interested in learning more about non-toxic living, we talked all about that in episode 2 with Jessica Kristen, so click on that next. And lastly, number 6, I'm calling it Indulge. These are the typical things we think of when we say self-care. The Epsom salt baths, the manicures and pedicures, the massages, all of those wonderful extras that make you feel treated and luxurious. I've started redeclaring Sundays as my day of rest, or at least a half day here and there during the week if a Sunday doesn't work, where I completely clear that time and really just ask myself what I need and what I want. Some days I sit and read under my weighted blanket, sometimes I take out my notebook and develop some new creative ideas. I love using my gua sha tool and my crystal roller on my face, which I'll link on the website. Basically just a time to breathe and rest and put away the to-do list, remembering my humanity that I am a finite creature with needs, and just relaxing into that and choosing nurture and rest over striving and hustling. So I hope those ideas were inspiring for you. Again, be following along on the Instagram this week for some more specifics. And comment with your favorite ways to self-care too. I'd love to hear what you're into and maybe try some of those things as well. Tune in next week for a brand new interview episode and I will see you back here then.